1: 30-something movie podcast. I am, you know what? I'm bringing the energy. I am bringing the energy because it's podcast time again. And it, it's actually been a little while since we've talked. It has been. Yeah. So, so I have with me this evening for our um, our uh, episode number 313. Hopefully that's not bad luck. Uh, episode 313, Spaced Invaders. The 1990 classic? Spaced Invaders. It was classic, It was classic. It was classy? Classic, Cl- classic. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll find out exactly what it was. Um, but I have here with me tonight, um, uh, in in the tradition of the movie itself, uh, I've changed everyone's names to res- to reflect some type of product. Uh, so I have with me tonight, uh, Bo Reynolds Rap, and I also have Pat Butterfinger. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs>
0: Oh, man, you know, since I'm going to have to go tell someone my nickname is Butterfinger, depending on what circle I'm walking in, that could be a little dicey. Hey,
1: there's 20 of them. (laughs) Um, Your favorite joke. (laughs) There you go. I mean, this, before we even get into this movie, I'm like, I'm looking down the list that when I was, when I was putting it, before I'd watched the movie, but I was putting in like all my notes for like the names and everything else. I'm putting this in. It's like Pez, Dr. Ziploc, mm-hmm. Pillsbury. And right? Like, really? Huh. Uh, okay. So yeah, that was one of the first things. And I was like, um, cause I, there was some other movie that we had watched recently with the kids and I had explained To the kids, that anytime, anytime you see like it's not a mistake when you see somebody in on a movie and they're drinking a Pepsi or you see a Pepsi sign in the background or Dr Pepper or whatever. Whenever you see that, it's not a mistake. Like they paid to have that product placed in the movie. So we were talking about that. And
3: if they won't pay, they'll gray it out or put a sticker over it. Right.
1: Right. Right. And so that was the funny thing was the kids noticed it right away. They were like that one of the first scenes of the movie. I think it was when. uh wrench Mueller was taking his shotgun to the uh the trust the bank and trust and uh, they have the i think it was like the little um the little newspaper box and it just said cola across it and Nora goes oh somebody didn't want to pay for that did they
3: (laughs) teaching (laughs) them young i love it
1: you got it you got it so yeah yeah this is um i think this is the first time i've seen this one since i was maybe like 11 I, I might have needed to have been eleven. Oh, but... <laughs>
2: that's sad to hear. Yeah,
1: it, we'll we'll talk about it. I don't. It's not a complete loss, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, before we uh, before we dive into our other stuff, we got just a little bit of news I want to talk about
3: here. There is the news. Another action adventure.
1: All right. So um, the news that I saw the other day, yesterday, I don't know what day it is, um, is that they are potentially doing a sequel to Solo, a Star Wars story, um, and putting it directly to Disney Plus, to which I say, oh, thank you. Yeah, more power to you. I am very happy about that because I know there were some people, and and I don't know if that was a media hyped up thing that caused it to not have a, I mean, I I really like that movie like i i really like solo it's probably yeah. one of it's probably one of my favorite of the disney era star wars movies um a lot of people i know did not like it and i don't know why but and, and so that like i was really disappointed when because they i mean that movie was set up to have a sequel and then when they said "Nah, it didn't do well so we're pulling back on the on the star wars story movies yeah well all right that stinks so I am glad to hear that. I, I don't think there's too many other details about it right now. I mean that it definitely was set up to have a sequel of some kind. Um they left a lot of a lot of little threads there that could be pulled on uh mm-hmm. for sequel time. But uh, yeah, so I know I'm I'm excited about that. What, if if they do a sequel, what would you want to see in the sequel? Is there anything when you watch the solo movie, you're like, oh man, I wish they would have done this or I'd like to see this. Because they covered, they covered like most of. They covered the Kessel Run. They covered, you know, why does Lando not trust Han? You know, how does he meet Chewbacca? They they pretty much covered most of your major,
0: yeah, Han Solo
1: I, tropes in that first one.
0: More Millennium Falcon, <laughs> more fate scene. more fun. More I mean, more Lando, more Lando. I don't know. I think, you know, like, cause I've got a book, the Han Solo adventures, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, there's the two different, I think there's two different collections of Han Solo adventures and all that, but I dig it. I like it. I think, and of anything in star Wars, I, I would think that like, this would be something that I think you'd have pretty much free reign to just go as out as you'd want to be with it because Han Solo is so unknown Tell whatever outlandish stories you want. It could be like, and obviously this is a movie, not a, a, a TV show, but that would be a great t- setup for a TV show. Do like the young Indiana Jones adventures. Do three or four seasons of just all the different adventures Han Solo got into that brought him from point A to point B, you know? I mean, so what do I want to see in the movie is just, I just want to f- see some fun Star Wars type stuff. And if you bring the emperor in, cool. If or The emperor, the empire in, cool. It, you know show us some other parts of the galaxy you know show us how he cut you know cut his teeth with all the smuggling I, you know you know when he says i, I know some movers i uh, movers i so I know some maneuvers we'll we'll get away show us where he learned all those maneuvers you mm-hmm. know i it, almost like the Mandalorian you know it's you know you know my opinions on the quote unquote star wars fans they only really liked one movie. Uh, maybe two and everything else is either bunk or not canon or whatever. And sort of like you just ignore those folks. Yeah. That's my take. That's my humble opinion. Yeah. That's what I want to see. What about you? Bo? What would you want to see?
3: Orlando, more Falcon. I would love to see more the construction of the relationship between Han and Chewie. Mm hmm. I want to see a lot of that. Yeah. Like, that's where I feel like, and I'm glad they're making a movie, don't get me wrong, but I feel like what that story screams for is a series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, there are things that the British do very well. One of the things I think the British do very well is their television. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not the, so much that all the shows are that fantastic. Cause some of them, I don't even know how they made the air, but that's not the point. Their structure is so different. Like they, they don't necessarily dream that this show's going to run for 10 years. And no. They're like, Oh, okay. We'll do three seasons of this. We're going to tell our story and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and you, you get like game a game of get like own three... style. You have an end in mind, you yeah. know,
1: you get like a three episode, 90 minutes each. And that's your season. Yeah.
3: Yep. I'm in with that. Like, I'm not saying they need seven years of Han Solo because they don't. And the problem with seven years of Han Solo is you start to tell stupid stories. Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen this. Mm -hmm. But I think you could tell a few hours of solid, real solid world building. Mm -hmm. You know, the the Han Solo-Chewie relationship, there is so much to do there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, how and, did he... and, and 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 so many callbacks to hit like, <laughs> uh, a Wookiee pull your mm-hmm. arm out of your socket if he loses. Yeah. Yeah. You think we need to see that <laughs> I... happen.
1: Yeah. I would like to see that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I know. want I want Han to be like, okay, Chewie. You know, in in, uh, Return of the Jedi, he's like, you know, Chewie and I got into places a lot more heavily guarded than this. What I want to see is I want to see Han be like, okay, Chewie, we got to get into this into this uh, like this base or this bunker or something. He's like, I want you to disarm the guards. And Chewie completely misunderstands and literally disarms Disarms
3: the guards. guards. I would love to see that. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. I'll write the script. I mean, I I think, too, uh, I think, too, make it like a chase movie. Like I think Empire Strikes Back works so well because the whole movie was like one big chase. You were constantly getting chased out of one thing into the other. And I think if you're doing a Han Solo, or make it a heist movie, like that's the thing. Like make it, you know, make it a heist or make it a chase. Like that's what you, that's the movie that you're trying to make, you know. And I think I think that could cause for some for some uh, uh, great excitement. Mm-hmm. I, I I do. I mean, I think that would be. Wonderful to watch and uh, yeah, just keep it simple. Just make a fun Star Wars heist or chase movie. Cause that, that was Han Solo's thing.
1: Yeah, you know. I, I remember reading the, you, Pat, you mentioned the books. I remember reading a little while back. Um, I never did fully get through the older uh, what was the, they called it the Han Solo adventures or the adventures of Han Solo. Um, mm-hmm. But I did read the three books that were kind of called the Han Solo trilogy. Um, yeah, And they were, I, the first one I, for some reason in the, in the back of my mind, I was like, and the first one is called um, Encounter at Farpoint. That's <laughs> not the Han Solo trilogy. Um, it was the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit and Rebel Dawn. And okay. you know, I remember reading those books. And, and even at the time, before we knew we were getting more Star Wars movies, um, you know, because I, I read these back in, what was it before episode one came out? It was late nineties. Um, right. I remember reading these and thinking, man, these would make great movies. So if you wanted to do... I mean, there you go. There's three seasons of a Han Solo TV show if you want to do that. Take each book. Make each of those books a, an eight-episode season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there you go. You got, you're, you're guaranteed three seasons right there if you just adapt those.
2: Because that's yeah.
1: what I'm excited for with the Obi-Wan. Uh, like, I was actually more excited to find out that they were considering to do considering an Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus rather than a movie. That actually made me more excited. I mean, I'd love to see a movie, but you you flesh out the character more if you can do it in a TV yeah. series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. no, I agree. I agree. Just have fun. Make fun Star Wars movies and stuff. don't listen. And, and, and more Millennium Falcon. More Millennium Falcon, because mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome stuff, man. That's awesome stuff. Show yeah. them hot rod in the ship, you yeah. know, have it. Yeah. I Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's awesome that they're going to keep that going.
1: All right. Have you guys heard any other movie news you want to share? Anything else? Just uh,
3: sort of sad news. We lost a an icon of the film industry mm-hmm. recently,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Olivia De Havilland.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 104 have... hundred and I, I Good saw and that. Oh no, yeah.
3: God, bless her. Right. Yeah. Jeez. But uh, I don't know if I want to. Like, I'd like a long life, but I don't know. Hundred and four.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just trying to make it through the next 104 days. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how about it? How about, how about John? Let's go 104 hours. I, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, if I can make
1: it through the next 104 hours, I can make it through the next 104 days.
0: Um, yeah. But uh, no, it's always, it's, it's always hard to see, you know, people of that generation. And you realize that that's just a link, you know, a wonderful link, but you know, there's a lot of, a great, uh, what would they say? Great body of work left behind. So, there you
3: go. Yeah. That's a very good way to put that.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, to, to more, well, I don't want to say happier because I think it should be a celebration of her wonderful life. But I mean, to uh, other things, I'm just going to say, uh, going on the record of saying greyhound is fantastic. I watched it twice. Uh, I think my dad watched it three times in the week. <laughs> um, this might go up there with master and commander for him. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's great, and the more you watch it, the more you'll get out of it, and that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm having to constantly rework my top 10 list, so I mean, um, highly recommend Greyhound. Sliding down along the shelf, uh, Cobra Kai was picked up by Netflix, mm. so in August, if you have not seen the Karate Kid sequel, Cobra Kai, it will be available on Netflix both seasons, and the third, and the third season is gonna be a Netflix show, So that's pretty exciting. Nice.
3: Where did it air originally? Because I missed it completely. somehow. YouTube.
1: YouTube TV. Yeah.
3: Uh, And I
1: never I never did sign up for the YouTube TV, so I still have not seen it yet. But every time you and Jeff would talk about it, I was like, I got to go watch this.
0: Yeah. And seriously, whatever, whenever you watch it, send me a text because you're going to just say this is amazing. Like this, like this is the template that everyone should follow Mm -hmm. um, for for redoing and and all that. And then the final thing that I just want to shout out is Bo um, The Last Dance came to netflix and uh i you know turned it on holy buckets is that an amazing documentary i mean oh my goodness it is amazing
1: didn't get to watch it at the time, but now that it's on Netflix, I and John didn't either. Like we I don't okay. know if we were just too busy or what happened, but I told him, I said, you know, at some point, buddy, this is gonna come on something else or it's gonna come on D V D or Blu-ray or whatever, and we'll rent it from the library because I wanna see it. I mean, there are certain things about it I don't really I'm not interested to see, but you know, I I will be interested to I, I do kind of wanna watch it. Yeah. You know, I, I know some of the people that I considered to be heroes back then are they're still human beings. And like some of that, I'm like, I know it, but I don't necessarily want to go in depth on it. But I, I think, you know, the other stuff that I will enjoy seeing in that documentary is worth watching.
3: When you're done with that, uh, go back, look up, I will dig and see if I can remember where we found it, but we found it on the internet somewhere. So it might be like daily motion or one of those things. It's an older Jordan documentary from 99 ish. And some of the same footage is used in this one. Uh, so I wonder if it's the same production company it was, it was an IMAX movie back then. It was called Jordan to the max. I remember that it, that is also very good. Mm-hmm. And they use some of the same music and some of the same footage, but not all of it. So in preparation for the last dance, I dug that up for Donna cause she'd never seen it. Yeah. It was, it was cool.
0: Yeah. He's an interesting dude, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to say, you know, it's funny. I, I mean, I I watched the Bulls back then. Everyone watched the Bulls back then. And I'm not going to sit I, – I am not a Fairweather fan, so it's not like, oh, I'm the biggest Bulls fan ever. But it was just like I'm definitely a casual fan. It's like, man, these guys are doing great. They're firing the city. You know, like I, but then after watching this, it was like, oh, no. Like I remember legit watching the Bulls, like watching the games, following the games, following the games. And wherever you would go, like okay, where are you watching the game tonight? Like, and I mean, how, whatever round round of the finals, you know, or whatever, wherever they were, it was like okay, game one, I'm going to be at my buddy's house. Game two, my family's doing it. Game three, that was the dinner time conversation. And I mean, watching all those games, and uh, I remember one of them, we were over at a buddy's house, and uh, and I'm, you know, and it was like early on, most of those championships were when I was junior high, but it stretched all the way to where you know. I was coming back from college to you know head back and watch them. But I remember I was at a, a with a with a friend and we went over to uh, a, a family friend of theirs house. and we had our TV up because there was the adult room, there were the older kids' room, and then that was we were in junior high, and there was our room, and we were watching it back. and you know, we kind of had you know the game playing and in in video games going you know and all this. And then it was just like it was getting down to the end. And um, it was one of those games that went into overtime, you know. Uh, Cause so many, they all seem to, you know, go into, and I remember like, we came out of the room right when the bulls fell behind and they called time out. and whoever's house we were at, and I'll keep the language clean, but they didn't keep it then. Whoever's <laughs> house we were in just goes, what the blankety blank just happened? What change? He's looking around and he looks at my friend and I, and he calls our names. He's like, what are you two doing out of that room? You moved. Now the bulls are behind. You get your blankety blank butts back in that room and you don't move until this game is over. And the bulls up when we're like, well, we just thought like, get back in the room. Don't think, And it was just like, well, we wanted some food. And then like a bag of chips comes flying out and like hits me in the head. And they're like, no, get back there. We'll tell you when. It, and like, this guy was hardcore. Like it was like when it, the game was on the line, like no one could move. No one could get up, go to the bathroom. No, everyone, you know. Was Adam, was he a,
1: was he a White Sox fan because they throw <laughs> they throw food?
0: <laughs> that was it was the same guy that checked the hot dog at you. Yeah, him. it could have been. Yeah, but uh, no, and I got to be honest with you. I think the the way they and I'm going to keep the spoils out. I want you to because the way they filmed it, like the way they tell all the story, I thought was so creative and so easy to follow. And I got to be honest, like I mean, you know, they're human beings and we know they're human beings. But I got to be honest, in a way. I'm kind of like almost more impressed by them now. You, you know what I'm saying? Like after seeing that and I'll explain it like, you know, it's like these guys are fantastic athletes and they're, you know, it's, it, you know, and I, I don't want to be all like hardened, but it's like, okay, they're not, they, they are human beings. So I'll leave it at that. So, you you know, you, you gotta, and even as a kid, I remember that being kind of the thing like, you know, just, you know, let's just be careful how, how much we, but just seeing what they did and, and, you know, like you said, with, 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 with Jordan, like the dedication to being perfect and the dedication to victory and pushing his, t- you know, all those things. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. It's, it's a, so anyways, that would, that would be the the other piece of movie news is I finally saw the last dance and, uh, and, uh, yeah, whenever you get around to it, John, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I got to watch that one. I The one we almost pulled out the other day when The Last Dance was going through and we had missed the first few episodes, I was like, all right. Now, at this point, we've missed the first few episodes. I don't want to watch it from here on out. I want to wait, and I want to catch up on the whole thing. If I'm going to watch it, I want to watch the whole thing altogether. Um, but the one that I did almost pull out that I do have on DVD, and I have not watched it since, what would that have been, 2004? Um was the when the Illini uh, went to the national championship and played North Carolina. Like, I have, mm-hmm. the, I have the DVD of that season because I was at U of I at the time, and I remember buying the DVD of that season, and, and I've wanted to go back and watch that again because um, a couple of guys on the team, either I, I was in some classes with them or um, actually my wife, the uh, library that she worked at when she was down at U of I, um, the one of them would come there all the time because he was taking classes in that building. And, um, you know, so – it was kind of cool to be there. Like we were there on campus when all that stuff was happening. So that one, you know, had, it was, it was really meaningful for us. I almost broke that DVD out the other day and, and started to watch cool. that, but didn't get a chance to. So I, I am looking forward to watching the last dance. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. excited for that.
0: And it's funny. Cause uh, Jordan was a pretty big motorsports guy. He was big into motorcycles and everything. He wasn't allowed to ride them because of his contracts and, and all that. And the First insurance he did
3: after he retired. Remember?
0: Yeah. And he had a, he had a race team um, for, for a while it was, uh, Jordan Suzuki and they were racing in the American championships and we'd go up to Elkhart Lake and you'd see the team and the team was awesome. It had the jump man logo on the sides of the bikes. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, and the, and the team, you know, they had to work their way in, you know, and, and, and that, but the team started doing pretty well and you'd see Jordan's personal bikes that he'd ride up there and stuff. And, oh man, you'd walk by and they, and, and the pits were all open for that stuff. So you'd walk by and there's you know, it was like Jordan's uh, Ducati. It was all black, but all the all the metal parts were chromed, and then it just had the red Jumpman logo on the side of it. And it was just, and you'd see him like hanging out and talking to everybody, and and uh, you know, um, which was cool. But yeah, he got he got into the bike thing, and yeah, he yeah he he had some pretty sweet rides. I'll tell you that man, he had some nice he motorcycles. Did. His cars yeah. were
3: sweet. His bikes were sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Anyways, it was cool. Bo, has uh have, have you put a deposit down on that m- new Mustang 1400 electronic yeah, thing?
3: Not yet. <laughs> did
0: you watch that video?
3: I did. I did. Oh. I showed it to Donna too. She was a fan.
0: Yeah, that thing is there's a couple of those things out there, but yeah, that thing that that's yeah. That car's pretty sweet. It's all about the torque, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> you're going to go through you're going to go through tires pretty quickly on that though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. How long do you think the charge lasts?
3: Doing stuff like that, not too long, but. About 10, 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, man. It all health. depends. It, honestly, it all depends on how much space inside that car they gave up to battery. Right. You know, because really, you can make it last a long time. You just got to pull something out. Like, if you get rid of the back seats or right. get rid of the trunk, you can. You yeah, know.
0: yeah. <laughs> this car has one seat, no trunk. <laughs> you know, it is a
3: it is a moving battery.
0: It, okay. Yes. <laughs> this here is my stoplight vehicle. It's right. it's more it's a, it's a driver's vehicle. <laughs> oh, fun stuff!
1: All right, are we ready to talk about? Are we ready to be invaded?
0: Prepare to die
3: scum. Prepare to die scum. I'm
1: going to carve that on your tombstone. All right, well, the movie this time around is called Spaced Invaders. It came out on the 27th of April, 1990, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes, directed by Patrick Reed Johnson, who also did Baby's Day Out and 525.77. Producer on this one was Luigi Singolani, who also did... uh, when I looked up this guy, the other movies that this guy has produced, I'm like, you know what? If, if Canon films had not gone under like two years before this, this guy must have... I, I tried to find out, like, did he work for Canon? Because I'm just reading off the titles, and, and the two that I wrote down here are Fatal Inheritance and Double Revenge. And I was like, and all the titles, <laughs> they're all like that. It's like, let's take a noun, and then let's take some kind of adjective like Fatal or Double or... I don't know. You know, dangerous or it's just like, okay, somebody followed the formula of let's have a movie that's fatal revenge and let's make another completely different movie called fatal destruction and then let's make another movie and call it double inheritance. And it, <laughs> I'm just looking at all this list and like, okay, I I know what school he came from. Yes. Writers on this one were the director, Patrick Reed Johnson, and Scott Lawrence Alexander. Johnson also wrote 525.77, and Dragonheart. For Alexander, this was his only credit, yikes, um, for cinematography, and he wasn't hired to do other movies after this one.
0: It's amazing. Wow, yeah, It's amazing.
1: It's crazy. Crazy how that works out. Uh, it, cinematography, it, I and I'm, I'm not going to, well, I am kind of bashing the guy, but <laughs> I've never written a movie, so he's already doing better than I've ever done in terms of that type of stuff uh cinematography james l carter uh, who also did tuck everlasting and ladder 49 music was done by david russo who did the music for the tv series gotham and the tv series nikita budget for this one was five million dollars the box office was 15.4 million dollars so it made its money back like these movies normally when you look at them like the budget was like 12 million dollars and it made like two bucks and uh, yeah. no, this one was this one actually went the other way. It actually did all right.
3: I'm telling you guys, this was big back in the '90s.
1: I and I remember it, and I remember watching it as a kid, and I remember renting it at home. And yeah, I remember this one. And and much like you, Bo, I think I repeated prepare to die or scum, prepare to die or scum" oh. over and over and over again. <laughs> oh man! In your case, maybe a whole loaf of toast. A loaf uh, of toast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh uh, man
1: <laughs> uh, Flickmetrics uh, gives this one a 57% in Cinema Score. for some reason or, not, or another um, did not have this one I will let you fill in the blanks there uh, starring pretty much nobody you'd recognize except for a couple of people uh, Douglas Barr played Sam he was in The Fall Guy and Designing Women Royal Dano who died in 1994 played Wrenchmuller he was in Killer Clowns from Outer Space and The Outlaw Josie Wales Ariana Richards played Kathy. She was in Tremors and Jurassic Park. Greg Berger played Clem Becker. He was in the Transformers uh, cartoon and G.I. Joe cartoon. Bunch of cartoons in the 80s, actually, as a voice actor. Wayne Alexander played Vern. Uh, know what I mean? He was in Babylon 5 and The X Files. Fred Applegate played Russell. He was in Remington Steel and Stargate SG 1. Uh, Patrick Adarbo played Mrs. V- Vanderspool. She was in The Burbs and Babe. Tanya Williams played Ernestine. She was in Falcon Crest and The Young and the Restless. Kevin Thompson played Blasney. He was in Blade Runner and Return of the Jedi. He was the, um, the person actually in the costume. Uh, Jimmy Briscoe played Captain Bipto. He was in Cat's Eye and a TV series called Hawthorne. Tony Cox played Pez. He was in Spaceballs and Bad Santa. Debbie Lee Carrington, who died in 2018, played Dr. Ziploc. She was in Total Recall and Men in Black. Tommy Madden, who died in 2017, played Gigiwig. He was in the Muppet movie and Swamp Thing. Jeff Winkless, who died in 2006, played the voice of Captain Bipto. He was in Castle in the Sky and Look Who's Talking Now. Bruce Lanoil, who played the voice of Pez, was in the TV series Dinosaurs and the movie Muppets from Space. Uh, Joe Alasky, who died in 2016, played the voice of Dr. Ziploc. He was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Looney Tunes Back in Action. And Tony Pope, who died in 2004, played the voice of Gigiwig. He was in Akira and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Dimwitted Martians drop into a little Illinois town on the day that the local radio station uh, happens to rebroadcast Orson Welles' 1938 War of the Worlds.
3: For years, scientists have speculated that there was intelligent life in outer space. Now comes definitive proof that there is no such thing. Come
0: on, open this baby up. Let's see what she'll do. Hit it, Blasney.
3: Now, five misguided Martians have landed in Big Bean, Illinois.
0: Come on, let's kick some Earthling butt. <laughs> Looks like you hit something.
1: On Halloween night.
0: Prepare to die, Earth scum. <laughs> Maybe later. Have fun, boys. They think they're wearing Halloween costumes. What a bunch of morons! Perhaps a taste of this death rat. Perhaps I'll just have to remove those little heads of yours.
2: And now they're up to their antennas in... What did I step in? You
0: know how bad that's gonna smell? ...in
2: trouble. There
0: are five of us and four billion of them. Why know you boys? They're my cousins from California. Dude, let's get them! Let's get
3: them! I caught you going 3,000 miles per hour. There goes my insurance.
0: They're not really bad. They're just stupid. Join Captain Bipto.
3: I said, prepare to die, earth
2: scum.
0: Prepare to die, earth scum. Prepare to die, earth scum. I'm gonna make sure
2: they carve it on your tombstone.
3: Lieutenant Blesny. I thought this
0: was a bad idea. Blue Boy.
3: The Robot Slave. Uh, now, pinhead Hear about this. and all their spaced out friends <laughs> as they take off on an adventure that's
1: not quite out of this world
0: who taught you to drive you
1: moron
3: spaced invaders
0: we did win isn't we
3: all
1: right so as i said before this movie is called Ernest invades earth and um it's this really, I, this, we're going to talk, we're going to give our, uh, you know, our initial thoughts on how does this movie make us feel, um, but in watching this movie for the first time since I was probably 11 or 12, this really had the feeling of an Ernest movie, like it was this same sense of humor, the same kind of jokes sometimes, and then as I was looking through the, the uh, character names, I was like, wait a minute, there's a Vern, there's an Ernestine, like I kind of feel like those are in there on purpose. Like I, th- I can't, I, that's maybe a little too coincidental for me to believe that those are not in there on purpose. Um, Cause there were just several things about this movie that like, if, if you would have told me that originally they had intended for this to be an earnest movie. And then, you know, he passed on it and he was Jim Varney was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't know that I want to do this one. I would totally believe that. Cause to me it has very similar vibes to, you know, the other Ernest goes to jail, Ernest goes to camp, all that stuff. Um, So word or phrase, how does this movie make you feel? Um, I think I needed to be 12 again because I remember really just enjoying this movie and laughing at this movie when I was 12, and it was fun to watch the kids watch the movie. It was one of those where I was like, yeah, the kids are having fun watching this movie. It's a lot dumber that I remember, and there are there are definitely scenes where I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, I remember that. So it's not that I, I didn't dislike the movie. It just, I think in certain ways I'm just too old for it now. But I did enjoy it when I was a kid. And there's definitely plenty of stuff that I chuckled at, um, you know, in this one. And there's certain things that I found watching it this time. I was like, oh, that's, okay, I see. They're, they're like paying tribute to this sci-fi movie, or they yeah, so there was other stuff that I found, like, I could see that the writers were not just writing a, a stupid movie, like, they, they were, and, and I'm sure that was their intention, like, let's just write a stupid movie about Martians invading the Earth, but they did actually kind of drop in a few little Easter eggs that I thought were were pretty clever, So, so for me, I'll say my initial reaction to this is I kind of wish I was 12 again when I was watching it, now, Pat, you said this is the first time you've seen this
0: first time I'd seen it. And I'll, I'll say how, um, how did how did they make you feel, Pat? Uh, you know what? Here's what I'll say. I'm not just going to say ah, it was fun. I'm going to have to preface it by saying. Ah, what the heck? It was fun. You mm. know, I got to put the what the heck in there just because all the all the. You know, everything that you said. Just where it was okay, this is this is supposed to be kind of dumb, but you know what, what the heck? it was fun. That was what they were going for. That's what they got. so that'll be that'll my that'll be my initial uh, phrase.
1: Did you watch it with your kids?
0: I did not. Um, I, you know what I just uh, I, I wasn't you know with with any of these that I don't know, especially well, this is 1990, so the PG is a little bit more PG, but uh, I, I just always figured a preview at first. I think, I'm trying to think how into, like, aliens my kids are. My kids are more into, like, trying to see, like, you know, trying to say, like, dragons and, you know, dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know how they do, like, if they would like the aliens thing, but I could see them really laughing and thinking it was funny and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, but no, in short answer to the question, they have not watched it. But I, I think they would like it. So you said your kids really liked it um Nora or they,
2: laughed,
0: or they laughed
1: at it maybe they laughed at it Nora enjoyed it like she really okay. liked it um John I think he just he enjoyed watching a movie and like there okay. were there were some scenes that you know he laughed at too but um Nora I think for the most part I in fact I'm trying to remember what she said afterwards I think she even said something like you know what this is probably one of my favorite movies we've watched so far in in like the last little bit and I was like, is it just because, like, they're weird and they have weird voices? Yeah. Like, all right, cool. That works. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes, man. Yeah. So, no, she she definitely enjoyed it. but And that's, I mean, she's she's almost 10. And that's, like, I, that's the age group that this movie is made for is mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I almost think if you're 12, you're too old for this movie, maybe. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, she, she enjoyed it. All right, Bo, I know you've you've seen this one how many times have you seen this one have you watched it since you were a kid or
3: it, it, the number of times i've seen this movie is possibly uncalculable okay <laughs> I'm not Nice. Sure if that's the right way to say that but that doesn't matter sure
1: that's fine
3: this is one of those movies we've talked about them before
1: this is a movie that has a donut of doom you can say whatever words you want to describe it
3: right yeah i i feel like we've said this about other movies. Sometimes movies just get a pass because of how they make you feel mm-hmm. and how they remind you of your childhood. And this is one of those movies for me. Um, like I just thinking about saying, prepare to die or scum, prepare to <laughs> die or scum makes me smile. Yeah. Like that's, that's what, that's what I'm dealing with here. Like, I love this movie for so many reasons. Um, most of it's nostalgia I think at this point but Mm -hmm. uh so for me it made me feel maybe nostalgic maybe just you know uh, like I was seeing an old friend Mm -hmm. that sort of thing yeah um well and, and
1: I I remember watching this and I I remembered more of the movie than I thought once we started watching it um but it was funny I I wanted to see I want to see how other people reacted to this. So I actually went on YouTube and tried to look up a bunch of different reviews that other people had done on Space invaders. And, mm-hmm. and it was funny that they were, I mean, they were, they were being your, and, and that's fine if the, if that's their show and how that's how they want to do it, but they were being your typical movie reviewer and they were picking stuff out and they were like, why are the Martians wearing human clothes? And why are the, why is the one talking like uh, Jack Nicholson? And why is the, and I'm like,
0: Hi. Uh,
1: because they are like, if that's your problem, if yeah. your problem is, why is he, why is he talking like Jack? You know, if that's your problem, don't watch this movie.
0: Yeah. Go watch signs. Yeah. <laughs> and leave me alone. There you go. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Swing away. I get wh- swing <laughs> away. You know, and it's funny because it's like, yeah, I could see it with the kids. And I remember, and I might be wrong, but. I remember when they first started doing like the Pixar movies, toy story and all that, one of the, that's the first movie I really remember where they said, Hey, this is a kid's movie, but honestly, there's humor in there for adults. Mm -hmm. Like there's stuff that adults will love. I don't really remember kids movies before that, having that, that, Um, hey, this is for kids, but adults will really enjoy the writing. And there's some stuff that's like adult level. And you know what? It's funny because like we'll watch movies and each every everyone takes a turn picking a movie. And sometimes the kids pick things out that I'm kind of like, okay. but honestly, when I watch it, it's like I'm entertained. Like this is fun. Okay, this is kind of dumb. I get why the kids are laughing, but there's enough in the writing that as an adult, I'm entertained as well. And I think that would be just the one thing if I was – I don't want to say a knock on it, but I think that's where this movie kind of would have to fall into the – like Bo said, the it feels like an old friend or the nostalgia or it re, – I remember liking this as a 11-year-old tw- and that's why I like it now is because I, I just think that's the one gap that this movie doesn't bridge is it seems written for the kids and there's just a lot of the stuff that the kids will keep laughing at. Whereas an adult, it's like, hey, okay, I see which way they're going, but it doesn't have – you know, like some of that higher level humor or innuendo or what have you that adults will, okay, I can get in with that. That That's pretty funny. It just doesn't have that as well. And I, to be honest, I don't, I don't remember movies from many movies from back then that were kids movies that adults could get into as well. I, I think, is that maybe more of a newer kind of a wrinkle that's been coming out in, in some of these kids movies? I, I'm not sure, but that would be the one knock on it but I I yeah I don't I don't know that we need to be like sitting there talking about well how come this is happening this way and mm-hmm. how come yeah. that's not really how spaceships would fly through space you know it's you right. know I, I mean it's kind of like all right that's that's and, that's enough
1: and you can see some of the strings when they're in the space battle you can see some of the strings on the spaceships
0: yeah yeah, like, yeah.
3: if you didn't pick up that it was going to be campy in the first 30 seconds right. I cannot assist you no, no. <laughs> just can't yeah like it, it's designed to be campy it's going to be campy they're they're rolling in the campiness of it but Bo like,
1: Bo um, they're not really bad people they're just <laughs> stupid Stupid. <laughs> I, I feel like now we'll, we'll start going through kind of the plot of the movie here in a second just as, as kind of by way of reviewing it um but I will say As I started to look down some of the quotes for this movie, like some of the the highlighting some of the better quotes in the movie, I'm like, there are so many quotes in here that I could use in like everyday life for (laughs) when I go through and read things that people post on Facebook or if I'm thinking about something in the middle of a meeting, there are so many quotes here that that could be reused in like a work situation or a a social situation. For the
3: record. (laughs) I thought this was a bad yeah. idea.
1: <laughs> God, I've, I've said that so much recently.
3: <laughs> just for the record, you better hope not. <laughs> we, I mean, oh, come on, man. right there, that's we, just so good.
1: We did we did win, didn't we? No, but if we think fast <laughs> enough, we might just live to lie about it.
3: Might just live to lie about it. Yep. Oh,
1: man. I have not yet begun to fight. Well, now would be a great time to start. <laughs> Oh man! Well, well. Let's I see. Think... We we got a torqued out Frame us. Our mega spaz redundancy pile is on the blink, and it Dunancy looks like we bruised our boo boo. <laughs> and we bruised our boo boo. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I just that's, think the one that's not in the is...
1: when when you've got the uh, the scripts for Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's not the spot where they say like insert techno babble, and they just right. expect Geordi the it. Forge to come up with something. You yeah. got to tech yeah. the tech. Yeah. I know. Yeah, this is their version of techno babble.
0: Yeah, I, I just want to say the g- jumping back. The one quote you said, they're not bad; they're just stupid, or they're mm-hmm. not bad guys; they're just stupid. That's like just keeping me sane right now. That's right. just how I'm. I'm trying to explain most of the other people outside the, the walls of my house.
1: That's that's how I deal with Facebook these days. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's right. All right, children, look both <laughs> ways before crossing the street.
3: If only Captain Bipto had known. <laughs> <laughs> come
0: on it's oh, just good man. it is oh. it is good it is it is very much good
1: so so backing it up here for a second so the aliens we start the movie off uh we've got a bit of a uh bit of a battle going on in space and the martians are fighting the Ar- Arcturans. i think it was yeah the Arcturans from the arcturus system uh and the uh the the battle does not go well enterprise um no. it's hmm. uh, it's not going well for the martians and we kind of get right off that i would be curious to see the arcturians i'm kind of sad maybe they didn't have a sequel to this because i'd like to find out if the martians are dim-witted like this and kind of stupid like how long has this battle been taking place i mean is this like a one day thing that like the arcturians showed up and they were superior an and intelligent? Hour. it was like Rolled half an hour guys right. called it a day <laughs> yeah it's like epic battle between these two planets when did it start i don't know like 28 minutes ago yeah 27 20 give or take, you know it's, um, because the uh, I mean you, you see the little Martians show up and they've got their helmets on and they're they're talking to the guy who you've, you've got all this political intrigue at the beginning of this movie that they've you know he's uh, he's eliminated the emperor and he's taken over and and you know all these other guys. This movie, I, I guess is like a lesson in micromanagement. Um, because then he, he in, includes the Enforcer drones into each of the ships to make sure that everybody's doing exactly what they need to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I noticed one of the little Martians in one of those scenes during the, the battle scenes sounds exactly like Milhouse from The Simpsons. I, I mm-hmm. did not go to look it up to see if it was the same actor's voice, but he sounds exactly like Milhouse. But regardless, about that, but I, yeah. everything was not coming up Milhouse during this battle. So uh, the, the Martian fleet did not go, uh, things did not go well. It was basically wiped out. Uh, and you have these guys who, while the rest of the Martians themselves, probably not the smartest guys in the world. Um, this is like the uh, the E team. Probably not, we're, we're, this is not ABC. This is like the E or F team uh, on their own little ship. Well, they and, are left
3: uh, to patrol the asteroid belt. Right. I mean, right. come on. Yeah.
1: So, Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they they start looking around for the rest of their fleet, and they intercept the transmission of uh, Orson Welles, kind of, the replaying Orson Welles War of the Worlds radio broadcast, and uh, they assume, based on that, that Mars has decided to invade Earth. So mm-hmm. they uh, they head there and they begin their uh, like four person invasion, hmm. and we get introduced to kind of this. Uh, you know, this, this goofy cast of characters on earth as well in, in big bean, Illinois foreshadowing there, um, mm-hmm. which, which just has a brand new off ramp. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody knows. I mean, that's, that's cause for celebration. Yeah. When, small, when...
3: <laughs> South of I <I-80>? 80. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's, yes. That's,
1: that's big news. Big news. Um, y- you would have thought that maybe they would have had an off ramp with, with such a celebrity as Clem Becker in their midst, the maroon cowboy. Um, <laughs> this guy He's is just like,
3: maroon cowboy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, and see, I, I almost took that as like a double meaning because as soon as I saw him walk out in that suit, I always, I just immediately, I heard the voice of bugs bunny in my head. What a maroon. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very much, uh, very much the caricatures that, uh, of, of your villain. That is the, uh, very well dressed, mm-hmm. kind of slimy cowboy who runs the Farmers Bank and Trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then the little girl who is the little girl who, um, plays Lex in Jurassic Park. Um, I yes. Think this was probably one of her first movies that she was in, if not her first movie. Um, mm-hmm. you know, looked like she was preparing for a guar concert. Um, or, or maybe she was looking for a part in, uh, what was that movie that was, um, Oh, God, it's not uh, not Blood of Heroes. What was the one that was like the post-apocalyptic uh, sports movie? Oh, was it the, um, the Blood of Heroes? or It was the one where, like, Germans had come up. They had, like, taken the game from the movie. Uh, was it Jugger? That was what it was called. Um, they had taken the sport from the movie and uh, had actually made it a sport.
3: Yeah, what the heck was it?
1: It was like the blood I don't of- know if I know what oh you're God, talking about I remember the it movie. it was it was one we did for the podcast it was
3: yeah um, God, it was, was it, so weird
1: was it called the blood of hero it was the blood of heroes yeah
3: oh I, I sh- why I would ever doubt your memory for a I movie know. I will never know I
0: yeah. don't think I was was I on that one maybe I was I don't remember that may have been one I missed it was it was last year I don't remember exactly yeah, when I would we did it say
3: it wasn't year. that long ago yeah. okay
1: it was a uh, rutger hauer and yeah I think who else was in that Rutger Hauer and not really anybody I, else. That's well-known. I don't think. Oh, uh, Vincent, think, Vincent D'Onofrio was in that one.
0: Oh, he
3: yeah, was, wasn't yeah.
0: he? I'll have to go back and listen and see if maybe I wasn't on that one. I just like, didn't get a chance to watch it or whatnot, but yeah, it's, yeah. it was odd.
1: It's uh if you want to go watch it, it's on Tubi right now uh, for free. Oh, so you could, nice. I know what you're doing tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tubi. Mm -hmm. Tubi, man. I love Tubi TV. That's great.
1: But she kind of looked like like her alien costume. First of all, I'm like, man, where did this like at that age when I was getting Halloween costumes, it was Mm -hmm. like the it was you'd go to Walmart or Toys R Us and you'd buy the Halloween costume that had like the plastic mask that only covered the front of your face and and had like the elastic string in the back. And then it Mm -hmm. was like a, a garbage bag that was colored to look like, you know, Chewbacca's fur. Or something, and that was your like. Those were the Halloween costumes that would come in those little kits that you would buy. Uh, yes, I, I never yes. had an alien costume that looked quite like this. Like that oh. was that was fairly impressive. Yes. Or yeah. she was, or she was, as I said, she was auditioning for Guar because that could be it mm. too.
0: That could yeah. work as well. Yeah. Um,
1: but. Uh, y- and I think you know she even comments later on, she's well, I have an it was at her uncle she's like I have an uncle that works in movies and he helped me make this costume I'm like man I, I want to have an uncle that works in movies I'm like I, w- I got all kinds of costumes I want somebody to make for me but so uh, she's not she's not, she's feeling kind of left out because she doesn't really have any friends her dad's the new sheriff in town uh, mm-hmm. they've just moved there I think her mom died the year before um, and uh, she doesn't know anybody and uh but but her dad's gonna drop her off at a party with a bunch of complete strangers i guess um a, as you do with your young child who's dealing with right. a family trauma and things like that um but obviously i'm not gonna go too deep into this movie on that because it's about dumb martians invading the earth
3: mm-hmm. i scum, yep. heard a dire scum
1: there you go we, we've we've heard our boo-boo um
3: Bruised. Yes. we've our we've
1: bruised our boo boo um <laughs> so then the martians show up and and uh one of the parts i did think was was kind of funny and and i did uh to use jeff's term i did bump on this just a little bit is uh when was it rench Mueller goes and pulls out the um newspaper article uh he's like i, I got I found i got to find this somewhere and he pulls out a newspaper article and it's got a picture of four martians in the newspaper article and they are and it's from supposed to be from years ago, they are wearing the exact same clothes these Martians are wearing.
3: I told you, Jim, right. they're Martians.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, so that's uh we've uh, we've got Canon film level of levels of whoever's in, in charge of the continuity for this movie, we we're we're just working off of the Canon film's level of uh of uh, accuracy here.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: But needless to say, things are not going well uh, for our little Martian friends. And uh, pretty much everything they try does not work out. Um, They do grab, uh, was that the character that was named Vern? They do kind of grab him and turn him into their own personal robot. Um, Yeah.
3: Android.
1: (laughs) Yep, Android. Um, Which he looked a little bit like um, uh, Judge Doom when he had those goggles on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, wanted... I just
0: liked when he was, I just liked when he was putting magnets on his face. Yes. I didn't really get the whole purpose of that, but it was just like, He's just click, exploring his newfound powers. You don't, yeah.
1: Pat, you, you, you don't do that when you get bored. Uh, well, is that nothing? Nothing sticks.
0: Is that I'm not, just gonna... is that not a normal thing to do? <laughs> not, not for me, John, but Hey, you know what? I'm not judging. You just, okay. you do you. Okay. You do you.
1: I it, clearly I have been. So, all right. Okay. That's that's good to know.
0: <laughs> so, that's what's been happening at the district <laughs> office. Uh-huh.
1: That's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, things things are not going well, uh but they now have their Android and, and uh, they're they're working on their uh, conquest of the earth uh and yet foiled again and again by Mrs Mrs uh, Vanderspool. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I did comment earlier that the names in this movie are kind of funny that as I noticed that they're like, okay, so we have generic cola signs as advertising, but we're going to name our characters Pez and Pillsbury. And I'm sure, I'm sure the dog, you know, I'm sure the dog's full name is like Jim Pepsi or something (laughs) like that. But, (laughs) you know, it's when, when the character is the product. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. so yeah, one thing after another is, is not working out for them, uh, and then they themselves end up uh, kind of in danger because their drone that is uh, meant to um, oh it's it's meant to kind of track them down and, and guarantee their compliance and guarantee that they stay on mission uh, is is now threatening to both destroy them and destroy the earth, and um, they have to do a little bit of uh, trickery there at the end. To uh, get the draw, to do a kind of Looney Tunes style uh, uh, presenting of an award, like you know, in the in the sense of uh, goodwill between our peoples, I present to you this award from on behalf of the people of Earth. You're not going to get the full effect until I light it for you. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> yeah, if if there had been, there needed to be like an X on the ground. And and, right. and Wiley Coyote needed to be the one handing it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that almost needed to happen for that to complete that picture. But
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say. Well, you could say your prayers. I know. Yeah. That's right. I just think it's funny that they're handing out time. It's just like, go stand behind the tractor. And they actually say something <laughs> kind of funny at that point, like. You know, oh, like standing behind a track. Like that scene really worked for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that's that's pretty funny. Like whatever the kids Every reacted to. you
3: put a cherry bomb under a trash can? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was some of the scenes where, you know, it's not so much. I'm like, okay, this, I get, this is kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Did you, speaking of the Wiley e. Coyote thing, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but there was a, I don't know if it was on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere else, somebody put up a a, a posting on Facebook and said, you know, I go to the stores now, and they've got all the social distancing stuff in the stores. So there's all these X's on the floors where we're on the floor where I'm supposed to stand. I have seen one too many Roadrunner cartoons to know better than to stand on an X that's written on the floor.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right, that's right.
1: But this—I mean, this movie is—it's this movie is like if you grew up enjoying Looney Tunes and the mm-hmm. Ernest movies, and list any one of those kind of stupid, funny thing. Spaceballs. You know, this is kind of the... There are certain things about Spaceballs that is, you know, language and things like that, that are maybe not appropriate for kids. So if you wanted to get kind of that same vibe from something like a Spaceballs, but maybe your kids were too young and you didn't want to show it to them yet, this probably wouldn't be a bad movie to go with. Yeah. This could be your Spaceballs primer, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just... I mean, it kind of, it is what it is. I, I, I don't think, you know, we don't ask too much of it. Don't just sit back. Yeah. What the heck? Just enjoy it. Have fun. And I think young kids would laugh seeing it. And, and, you know, I started to kind of like be like, Oh my gosh, there's really another half hour left of this movie, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but it's the same kind of gags. And if the kids keep laughing, then, you know, and that's what kids will do. It's not like, okay. Some kids are going to say we've seen that it's not funny anymore. You you got you do it twenty times in a row it's going to be funny all twenty times. Right. So, yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on it. I it was that was just fun. It was funny.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So we have uh, we have as as we get to the end of the movie, then obviously they've saved the earth from the DOD, um, and um, you know it it. Certain things are not working anyway because these guys are just mm. not uh,
3: save the world from the DoD commentary, well, perhaps. I, <clears throat> just saying,
1: methinks. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they, uh, as they are trying to blast off from Earth, they realize that the ship is a little bit too heavy. They need to drop something uh, to drop a little weight, and uh, they decide that the uh, the septic tank is probably the best way to do that. Uh, so they are they're dropping their Martian waste. On the fields as they leave, and uh, as we see later on the next morning, um, uh, Mr. Wrench Mueller's farm is about to be taken away from him until Clem Becker, you know, goes into the the back forty and sees that uh, Big Bean Illinois is now literally Big Bean Big Illinois. Yeah. So apparently, it just takes Martian pee. So I, I really think that that could be a great way to you know to establish peace between. We could actually be their dumping ground, and it would benefit us. Yeah. So it's kind of the kind of the reverse Wally.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: Martians, mm-hmm. please come trash our, but use our planet as your toilet. It actually would help us.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. No.
1: Uh That's pretty much it in terms of the plot of the movie. So, um, and it, there's there's not a whole lot about this movie that you can take seriously. Um, so I, I'm not going to ask us to like really dig deep and, Pat. Bo, if if this movie was trying to teach you a lesson, what lesson do you think it was trying to? T- I'm, pr- I'm not going to ask you that question because I don't think this movie warrants that kind of a question.
3: I, I, I certainly don't think it uh, it was going for that anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it does warrant the comment that I think the Jack Nicholson um, impersonation is is maybe a little dated now because my kids had no clue who that was supposed to be. Right.
3: Yeah, that's like, true.
1: We knew, but it's because at the time, you know, Jack Nicholson was still in movies. You know, he was still, he was in Batman. He was in you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah. it's just, they don't, they don't know. And even as a kid, I, I don't know if I knew who that was supposed to be. I just knew it sounded like somebody else I had seen in a movie somewhere.
0: Right. There were a lot of those. And it's funny, you mentioned there were some of the, you know, I recognize Lex from Jurassic Park, but everyone else, it's like, I think I know that voice. I think mm-hmm. I know that. So either they were, like you mentioned that one of this, or maybe a couple of these actors were like pretty big with the voice acting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But I felt like I'd heard voices before, but I, I, um, yeah, I don't, yeah.
1: I yeah. want to say, I don't remember which character it was, but I want to say that the, uh, the, the maroon cowboy, Clem Becker, I want to say he was the voice of Grimlock in the transformers. I think, okay. I think that's right. I'd have to go back and look and see it, but I think that's the one that he played, but he was huh. in a bunch of the a bunch of eighties cartoons. So he played characters yeah. in um, GI Joe from the eighties, the transformers from the eighties. And then just a, bunch. if you look on his IMDb pages, it's a bunch of stuff kind of from that okay. point on of, of a lot of voice acting.
0: I'm going to also give it like a little shout out to the music soundtrack. I, uh, I, I, I kind of got a kick out of the fact that they quoted, I don't know how many different sci-fi movies and stuff that they put in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, obviously the opening c- could, was basically, it was it sounded a, an awful lot, I think it was Mars from the whole planets, mm-hmm. which also could have been Star Wars, but then also mixed up in there, I know, uh, I know there was one point when the guy that was dressed as Zora was going around, you had music that had a little bit more of a, you know, the stereotypical... S- uh, kind of Spanish flair to it. Mm-hmm. I know that there was uh, other music that was, um, I heard Star Trek, the original series theme, that was in there. Um, I, I, you know what? And by the time I thought, man, I should have started, made it a list of all the different quotes I heard, it was gone. But there was a whole bunch of movies. I'm like, oh, they're kind of throwing that quote in there or, oh, they're kind of stealing that theme. And it, it seemed that, um, shoot, there was one other one I don't know. There was a bunch of them. I can't think of them now, but there was a bunch of other of those themes that you would have heard in other movies and they put them in, in this film. So I, you know, kind of got a kick out of that. Yeah. So do you have a favorite scene or a
1: favorite quote? Bo, I feel like I know yours already. I don't-
0: <laughs> yeah. Say it again, Bo, say it again.
3: Prepare to die or a scum, prepare to die or scum. I'm going to make sure they carve that on your tombstone
0: ah funny stuff i i don't know that i do just because i man maybe i need to watch this one again i i don't know if i've got anything that really stood out in my mind um but i i know that there were certain scenes when i'm like oh that's pretty fun or oh that's that's pretty cool I just, man, I need to, maybe I need to be like more of a podcasting professional and actually write those things down as I'm watching them. There were certain things that I like better than others. I just don't remember them offhand. Yeah. So, but I thought the two, the way they did the soundtrack, certain parts with the soundtrack, I thought were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and there was a lot of little hidden stuff too. Like the call numbers of the radio station were WELZ uh, mm-hmm. for like HG Wells or Orson Wells. Um, thought that was clever. Uh, there were a couple other things too. I feel like there were a couple other things that tied into other sci-fi movies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of paid tribute to some of those. Um, I uh, jokingly I wanted to say that the, my favorite line from this movie was, "I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad." <laughs> slightly, yeah. slightly different Martian uh, attack movie with uh, Jack Nicholson in it. Right. Um, I, for me, I would say, um, you know, I favorite quote it, the, the one that, you know, the, the one that Bo has been repeating, you know, for like the last three months on our show, uh, every time I mention space invaders, that's the classic one. Anytime I think of the trailer and I remember seeing this trailer regularly, you know, as a kid, whenever this movie was, was getting ready to come out, um, you know, that's the line that immediately defines this movie for me um -hmm. of other favorite ones that are in there um you know i the one i think that's probably my favorite is the but dad they're not really bad they're just stupid stupid yeah and i think part of the reason that i do enjoy that is because now as an adult i can appreciate it like i said before how many different ways that quote can be used Mm mm-hmm it, it's one of those really versatile quotes and i already have several situations in mind where i plan on using it yeah yeah no yeah. Yeah. all right okay well i think uh, that's probably all we got to say about um i was about to say mars attacks um that's all we got to say about <laughs> spaced invaders but I mean basically it's the same movie, dim witted Martians. Well, yeah.
3: You've got a torqued out did you friend. Yes. And it's you've bruised your boo-boo.
1: The, the same people are in the movie, basically the same voices are in the movie. So Right. Yeah. All right. So I think it is time for three questions. Are you gentlemen ready for three questions?
3: Why, yes, John. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. He asks each traveller five questions, three
1: questions, three questions. It's impossible to
3: answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer
1: that
0: question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to
3: it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. May God have mercy on
1: all of our souls. Question number one, if you could travel to any planet or moon in our solar system, which one would you most like to visit?
0: Pat, what do you got? Mm, I'll say Mars. Okay. You know, as, as much fun as it would be to say, hey, Uranus. <laughs> um, no, I think I'd say Mars. And why, I don't know, just because they're talking about colonizing Mars and mm-hmm. yeah, that works for me.
1: And obviously you'd prefer that to col- to colonizing Uranus.
0: Yes, I would. Yeah. I would prefer not to colonize Uranus, No, um, but would that, I think that would, uh, would that be colonizing? Would yeah, that be- I don't <laughs> know. Whatever, whatever it is, don't want a part of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, if
1: we ever get that far, I, I i mean, if I ever live that long and we get that far, I we have to it has to be named a colony. It can't be a colony.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And yeah. I, I also there's been many times that I've been just pondering things going on in the world and the way certain people respond to it. And I'm like, I wonder if they're uh, still accepting applicants for that colonizing Mars thing. I, <laughs> the, you know, the whole SpaceX thing. Yeah. yeah. Like the, I, I the, might. The one way you know, trip. Yeah. That that's that sounded better and better some days.
1: (laughs) I mean, there are there are times when I want to go to somewhere remote and just get lost and have no one be able to find me. That may be a little bit more remote than I'm looking for, but it it depends. Like as we said before, let's see how the next hundred and four hours go.
0: Yeah. Let's things are changing by the day. Like, guys, I'm going to Mars. Sorry. Sorry.
1: As Arnold said. Get you to Mars.
0: That's right. That's right. Right. Uh, I,
1: I would actually now that we say that, I would love to see a crossover between Space Invaders and Total Recall. That would be interesting. I want to see these yeah. guys. I, I want to see these guys in uh uh what was the what was the part of town uh Venus Venus Town, Venusville, what was it called? Yeah. I'm blanking out on what it was called, but yeah. I'd like yeah, to see a couple that, of these little guys running around. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. All right, Bo, what do you got? What planets uh would you visit?
3: Uh, I want to go to Europa, moon mm. of Jupiter.
1: Y- you and I have the exact same answer. <laughs> what, what's your reason?
3: I, I think it's just there's too much cool possibilities there under that ice, man, to think about all the water that's under there and what could be underneath that ice sheet as far as, like, you know, life, intelligent or not. It's just too tempting.
1: Yeah yeah my for the exact same reasons mine was you know anytime i've ever heard anything about you know are there other places in our solar system that could possibly contain life um that's always one of the ones that gets mentioned and i'm trying to remember if i'm trying to remember if that's the planet or if that's one of the places where in the movie uh 2010 in the movie 2010 where you have the uh, the monoliths show up and they create the the black spot on Jupiter, and they turn Jupiter mm-hmm. into a second sun. Have you guys seen that movie?
3: Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I like it more than I like 2010 more than I like 2001. Just like I like the Wrath of Khan more than I like the motion picture.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of things I I, I probably have seen 2010 more than I've seen
3: 2001. It's a it's a better movie. It may not be a better mm-hmm. film. Right. But it
0: is a better movie.
1: Yeah. It's maybe less artistic, a little more entertaining.
0: Exactly. Yeah. huh? I, I think the, both of those are, are ones that I think I have to do a rewatch because I think mm-hmm. I've seen 20, 2001. I don't know if I've seen 2010. Yeah.
3: It it did not. I, gosh, did it even get a theatrical release or was that straight to VHS? 2010? Oh, I feel like it did. Okay. I don't, eh, I maybe, don't remember. Maybe not. I did not see it in the theater. I saw it the, the
1: year we made contact. Uh, no, it did because the box office it made uh, the budget was twenty eight million. It made forty point four million. Excellent. Yeah.
2: And
3: yes. I and I have not read the book. There's another book, Twenty Sixty Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not read that. It's on a shelf somewhere. But.
1: I have not read. I have not read Twenty Sixty Three. I have read Three Thousand One.
3: Oh. Oh, right
1: on. He did a fourth book that was 3001, and I have read that one, but um, yeah, in case you read it, I'm not going to say anything. There is a, uh, I I think he was working on this book before a certain sci-fi movie came out, and the solution to how you deal with the aliens in 3001 is almost exactly the same as a certain sci-fi movie that came out in the mid to late 90s, and... I think he had written it first, but he didn't finish the book before the movie came out.
0: Hmm. And
1: so a lot of people are like, oh, man, this is like exactly the same as that movie. So I'm like, eh, just enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. You know, what are the worlds? We just sneezed on. him. Doesn't have to be mm-hmm. an original idea. You just got to kill. That's
3: it. right. Well, we've learned the power of a sneeze recently.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: it's. we're I, Yeah.
1: Basically, let the Martians come now. Like, if they want to come now, we can totally wipe them out. Like,
3: bring you know, it. We bring, got it. We got this covered. <laughs> bring,
1: bring all it. of your alien invasions right now. It's it's 2020. Why not? Let's just get it all done right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Yes, mm-hmm. that would that would also be my uh, my response to that too. Um, on the Facebook, we did have a couple of responses on the Facebook. Um, we did have let's see, Doug Huggin on Facebook said. Um, Arcade, I think I'm saying that correctly, um, Arcade was the, uh, he, he went the fictional route, and that was the planet in the book Ready Player One that was oh. kind of like um, the surface of the planet was the, uh, uh, it was like the, the the neon grid kind of vector graphics planet um, that kind of looks like some, when you see like those old, uh, drawings uh, when, when somebody tries to do like an 80s background or something and it's got kind of like a neon grid pattern to it uh, i think that was that planet okay so that was his response and, and jason colvin uh one of our friends from the surely you can't be serious podcast that he he chimed in and said you know what that's the best answer i'm just with doug i would do that one too so got it uh originally my kids when i asked them this question um i think did nora say nora might have said venus um, and she prefaced, she's like, do I have a suit that would, like, protect me from everything? And I was like, yes, you, yes, you'd be perfectly fine if you decide to go there. So she wanted to see Venus. And uh, John decided to pull the Harry Carey answer and say the sun. I said, okay, well, again, the answer, w- the question was planet or moon in our solar system. Yeah, the sun. I'm like, all right, Harry. <laughs> you know what my favorite planet is? My favorite planet is the sun because it's like the king of planets. Okay. (laughs) Hey, if the moon was made of spare ribs, would you eat it? (laughs) I know I would. Then I wash it down with a cold, crisp Budweiser.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Hey, (laughs) I'm not going to keep on with that. Um, So those were their responses as well. All right. Question number two. What is your favorite alien weapon from a movie? There are so many choices in this. Wow, one. I know, and I I have my answer, and my answer came up right away. I, I did look around at a couple of other options, um, but I'm I I know the question says favorite alien weapon from a movie, and I may have cheated a little bit because technically to us these would be aliens, even though they look a little bit more like humans. I had to go with a lightsaber.
0: That would have been my that, first choice. That had to be for my the answer. and with the exact same explanation, like mm. technically they're all aliens, mm-hmm. so that's yeah yeah the lightsaber is pretty cool yeah
1: i mean and, and i have a lightsaber. like i've i've bought a lightsaber right. oh. from you know some of those prop stores that the ones you can actually fight with and yeah i mean that in and of itself is really cool if i could have a real one like that that's like next level cool if oh, i could ever yeah. if i could have oh, a real yeah. one and guarantee i'm not going to chop my arm or somebody else's arm off that would right. be next level cool
0: yeah yeah so. it's that's what my thought went to first Yeah, like the best alien weapon like that's just cool yeah
1: um i didn't mention this earlier if if you hear a bunch of yelping in the background we're not torturing one of the children um Mm -hmm. i don't think i've mentioned i mean who cares if i am they're my kids and do whatever i want with them yeah um says everyone on facebook um we actually got a new puppy, and I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast. So we, we have a brand new know. puppy, and typically he's he's pretty good, and he's pretty quiet mm-hmm. at night, but he is a beagle. So there are times where the stubbornness comes out, and he decides there's something he wants. And because we don't speak the same language, um, there the normal, you know, the, the other 23 and a half hours of the day where he's normally pretty quiet, there, there's probably a good 20 minutes or so where he just unleashes, and we have no clue what he's barking at. So, yeah, that's the new adventure in our house.
0: Well, congratulations, man! That's so, awesome. So, if you hear that, in the ba- if you hear that in the background. That's what it
1: is. Cool. But he's a good boy, and he's not stupid. So,
0: well, that's good. Yeah.
1: Unlike the humans, uh, or the Martians. But okay. what have you got? What's your favorite alien weapon from a movie?
3: So, I cheated a little too. <laughs> It, um, it depended on your definition of weapon. The first thing that popped into my head was the, uh, the ship's laser from Independence Day that just tore yeah. through the mm-hmm. White House or yep. other such buildings. Like when you talk about alien weapon, that is the first thing that pops into my head. Um, granted, it helps that I have a poster of it in my office at work, I have the the poster that came out when that movie came out, it said checkmate and it's the Mm -hmm. white house before it explodes. But with the laser going into, you know, yeah. Um, Yeah. But then I thought more about it. I'm like, well, weapon, we could be talking about some sort of handheld weapon, which makes more sense for this. Um, And while not quite alien, it was certainly alien inspired. I also love from men in black, the noisy cricket,
0: the noisy cricket. Yes.
3: Yeah. That's that's a that's a that's a fun one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: That was the when I started to branch out cuz my in, initially I was like uh lightsaber. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I need another option a lightsaber. Um but uh that was originally I thought, you know, I but I should like look at some other options and just kind of see. And so my first thought was, why don't I just pull up what all the weapons were in Men in Black cuz I know there's going to be plenty of those you know do I, do I want to do I want to count the car as a weapon cuz it kind of is mm-hmm. um, you know how how do I want to how do I want to go through that so but yes noisy cricket that was if if I branched out a little bit more that would have been on my list too right all right uh, i was checking the social media's real quick to see if we had any responses for that one i did not see responses for that one uh we did have i think we did have one response yes we did have one response for the next question and that is question number three and our final question what is your favorite space battle scene in a movie and i apologize in advance because this was a tough one for me to narrow down and i'm not sure i'm going to narrow it down
0: yeah i mm, i don't know bo were you able to narrow it down
3: well depends on how you define narrow it down um
0: was it
1: one Star War or all of the Star Wars?
3: <laughs> actually, I didn't lean heavily too heavily on Star Wars okay but I do meant I did I did uh, add a couple of them okay um, actually one of my one of my favorite space battles is is not is a space battle in location only um, it, it's really it's a submarine battle in space yes. Mm-hmm. And that would be the Wrath of Khan, the Battle of the Mutara Nebula. I mean, it is one of the best, not for its flashiness, not for its immenseness, but just the, the, the tactics at play um, are, yeah. are, 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 are really cool. Um, from, a, from more of a space perspective and more of an uh, you know, epicness and size um, to stick in the Star Trek mold, the retaking of Deep Space Nine mm. was huge.
0: Yeah, um, Deep, Deep Space Nine featured so much. I I didn't mean I don't mean to cut across you. No no no. Deep you Space are, Nine featured yeah, no, so much. I'm, Go ahead and continue because yeah,
3: they had a few. Um, and the only other one that I've always a show that I've always uh, loved, but a lot of people pan even to this day is uh, Babylon Five. Mm. Yeah. I never did they watch. Were,
1: I never did watch Babylon Five. I always wanted to, and I just I have not.
3: That's so good. Yeah. They were one of the first to do like heavy CG, and mm-hmm. and they broke a lot of molds with some of their space battles. And there's one, the Battle of Proxima Three, is the big one, and it's it's just super good. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I mean, I even have more, but those are those are the big ones, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pat, yeah. what have you got? Well, I, I'm gonna second what Bo said. I mean, obviously, Wrath of Khan was a great one, and but Deep Space Nine, like I, I was at first I was gonna like say, John, thank you so much for saying movies and not in TV shows as well, because <laughs> that's gonna make this thing nigh impossible to figure out. But if we introduce TV shows, like there was so much part of Deep Space Nine, like the space battles, um, like you said, especially the retaking of the station um, or the final push when they were having the big battle and they were trying to do the final push against the dominion at like you know that six part end of the series episode or eight part whatever was exciting um there was the one where they were fighting the klingons and the klingons attacked the station and the station revealed its armament for the first time and like that like i mean that's just epic space battle and then they all beam on board and it's like epic hand-to-hand combat for like 10 minutes and it's just like holy cow this is you know this is pretty crazy Um, so yeah, I think that, that was all, uh, that, that stuff was very cool. Um, in deep space nine for movies. I'm going to say, um, uh, star Wars. I really, really liked, uh, the return of the Jedi fight scene where they're, you know, trying to hang back from the death star far enough, you know, or, or waiting for the shield to come down and that whole sequence. I thought that was great. Um, well, they were going back and forth from the space battle to the planet battle to the, the to the lightsabers. And then but I, I, I think I gotta go with Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo escapes from Hoth and he flies through the ships, turns around and gets them all running into each other, then escapes that asteroid mm-hmm. chase is just awesome. You know, so I, I guess I don't know, does that count as a battle? And I'm kind of pushing the boundaries of that, but sure, you know, those are the ones that stick out in my mind. And then I guess I would just say um Finally, I just some of the stuff in the shows that take a non, you know, if Star Wars is kind of like the top gunification of space combat and what we see in Star Trek is 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 kind of like, you know, submarine combat or, you know, kind of the way we think of it in um, on, on our planet, you know, like naval ship combat. I kind of like, you know, some of the shows that take a, an opposite of look at it, like uh, Battlestar Galactica. You know some of the sequences with the space with that or um um the uh the expanse there's some really great stuff in the expanse as well and uh yeah it's just it's just all it's just all good it's just all good so
1: yeah i'm, I'm glad you guys mentioned some of the other ones because then that helps me narrow it down since they've already been mentioned um good i don't good. feel so bad about leaving them out um because some of them it was going to be the mutara nebula that was going to be one of them um if and and i i know i said movies um i was like well if i could mention tv i would mention most of the space battles in the newer battlestar galactica yeah i love that we've watched that show i think we've repeat watched that show like three or four times now we've gone Mm -hmm. through all all of the seasons at least three times i think um where i i think i'm going to have a little bit of trouble narrowing it down is going to be the star wars movies. and i i think and pat i think i got to echo yours is just the scale that they took the return of the jedi space battle to mm-hmm. was like you know if you you watch the the battle of yavin and that to me in my mind that's ingrained in my mind as an amazing oh, yeah. space battle just the music the trench run the all of that stuff yeah. is just it's just ingrained. Like there are times where if I'm driving home and I know I'm about eight minutes and 40 some seconds away from home, I will put on the Yavin Four space battle music and, mm-hmm. and I'll, and I'll hit it just so that as I pull in the driveway, it's when the death star explodes. Nice. And, That's cool. And the problem is I got to be careful because there are certain times where I start to speed just a little bit. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. a straight stretch of road for most of that to get home. And I uh, just got to be a little bit careful with the speed sometimes. but Yeah, you got to uh, watch it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that one, I, and I, I I almost hated to kind of put that further down on the list just because of how much of a classic that one is. Um, but I think I got to go with Return of the Jedi. The only other one, and, and how well that all plays together, like you mentioned, you've got the ground battle, you've got the lightsaber battle with, you've got the Jedi battle going on on the Death Star. And then you've got the space battle and just how each of those pieces is connected to each other and how they all play into each other um, Mm -hmm. is just is I I love it. The only one that I think, especially in in modern times, even gets close to rivaling Mm -hmm. the Return of the Jedi one is the Battle of Scarif from Rogue One. Yeah, like like that one. There were things that they did in that space battle. And if I'm just separating it completely from what was going on in the ground, the space battle, there were things they did in that space battle that just they almost made me giddy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he wasn't giddy even when he was a schoolboy, but it almost right. makes me giddy because I mean, just the stuff they did where they're trying to get through the shield and then the shield comes up and they just start like the the X wings start skidding across the shield and exploding, yeah. or yeah. um, you know the the admiral has an idea so they call up the hammerhead cruiser to knock the mm-hmm. one ship into the other ship and just have it just just tear the top right off that other ship, yeah. um, yeah. just some of the stuff they do in that one. Um, I just I, I love that space battle to me that's yeah. as much fun as any of the classic Star Wars space battles oh, yeah um, yeah so I, I think I got to go Return of the Jedi but I think Battle of Scarif might be a really close
0: you're, you're right for me. you're really right and I mean well and spoilers for Rogue One but you see what happened to the third uh, rebel squadron you yeah. know I mean it's kind of yeah. like I it that whole thing yeah you're right yeah there was some really really great stuff in there i thought yeah
1: all right well i think that's going to do it for us oh you know what i I gotta go back and look um in the social medias before i I say all that uh jason colvin actually responded and he said there appears to be only one correct answer and he put in a gif of the death star exploding from the first star wars movie all Uh, right so that was that was his response for that one um, yeah. I don't believe we got any other. I was looking real quick on Twitter and Instagram. I don't think we got any other responses for that question. So, yep. So yeah, we have that in there as, a, as a, another vote for Star Wars as well. Yeah.
0: Could you imagine seeing that in 1977? You know, uh, just like what was- is going on? I mean, this is amazing. Like that. Well, it was,
1: it was fun to see it in 1997 when I'd already seen I know. it a million times, but it came back out in the theater. It's like just to be able to see it on the big screen for the first time, Yeah, I remember yeah. how much fun that was to get to see it, even though I knew everything that was going to happen.
0: I'm going to cut it close to the axis to try and draw their fire. Bum, yeah. bum, bum, ba, they cut into that music and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, this is a an- and
1: and that's Incredible. me and that's me in the car on the way home because I'm playing the music from the soundtrack, yeah. but I know all the lines you know memorized yeah. in my head, and I'm like so I'm driving along in my car and if anybody's looking alongside you know you're gonna see somebody sitting in his car going uh, I got a problem here eject no I can handle it pull up I'm all right I'm all right ah!
0: and then stay on target
1: you know, stay on target stay on target so some weirdo is driving around in his Nissan Sentra
0: quoting the end of the Star Wars movie while he's driving home and trying it, a- and trying not to speed there's a student in band uh, and I mean, she is awesome and uh, walks up out of the blue. First of all, here's the awesomeness walks up out of the blue one day and just says, Mr. C Kirk or Picard. I'm like, wait, what? And she goes, Kirk or Picard. Mm -hmm. And I, and it was like, so out of play, like, wait, say that one more time, Kirk or Picard. And I said, oh man, I said, you know, and I gave my answer. I I said something like, well, Kirk is the classic, but I mean, how do you fault Jean luc Picard? And she's like, right answer. And walked out the door. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm glad you but then the best part is we were it was a then you have the a, then you have the poor a,
1: you have the poor kid crying in the corners.
0: My answer was gonna be Archer. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. And uh, it, it, and uh, we were sitting there and, and there was this other part where I was Bo, like Bo. I was going down the line and playing tests. Oh, like, you, you got to let that me kid. hear measure gotta, eight. Well, you got
1: Bo has to leave that kid alone. He's a real sensitive kid. You can't tell him no.
0: And uh, I was like, let me hear measure a, and, and this one kid's like tries to play and fails. And they're like, Oh, I, let me, let me try again. I'm just kind of, and was like starting to get kind of rattled and nervous. And this other student looks up and just looks at me, doesn't look at the kid just as like, kids like, I, I, I'm just having a problem with the section. She's like, Stay on target. He's like, I need to work on my fingering. Stay on target. I just I need more time to practice. Stay on target. And I'm just like, and she was looking at me. I mean, and it was just intoning this in the corner pan. I'm like, oh my gosh, kid, that's awesome. Like, that is really well played. Lost Harry left They
1: came from behind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: And this, did you sneak out of the room, and be like, I just lost my starboard engine.
2: <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> Cover me, Porkins. We're, we're, Mr. C, Stack. where where are you going? <laughs> that's right. Get set up for your attack run. Yeah, and then you run out the door. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for. Again, I was about to say Mars attacks. That's going to do it for. In we apparently we just need to fast forward to Mars attacks because apparently.
3: You know, apparently, yeah,
1: you got it on the brain. I know, I know. It's the little Martians um, for spaced invaders. So that'll do it for us this time around. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here with me.
3: Thank you, John. Thank you, John.
1: Um, So if you want to find out more about our show, go to 30podcast.com or hit us up at 30podcast on most of the different uh, social media outlets. Our voicemail line is 872-356-6843. We will be back here next week. It's not really time and space, but we'll be back here next month uh, for a special uh, Pat Canigalo request episode. Uh, We'll be covering Mo Better Blues in our next episode.
0: Mm-hmm. and you guys have not seen that movie no have not seen it. oh i'm really and, and I'm, actually I'm looking forward to hearing your opinions and
1: actually when i thought about it i have i don't believe i have seen i gotta look through his his uh filmography again i'm not sure i have seen a spike lee movie really yeah oh so i'm yeah i'm not sure so i we'll we'll get into that next week all right man so all right and then uh if you're looking ahead we got our kids month coming up in september and that is going to start off with kindergarten cop home alone ducktales the movie the treasure of the lost lamp and problem, and problem child so woo. um that's just that's not just pat getting excited yeah it's gonna be singing the ducktales song the rest of the night thanks a lot
0: I, I, yeah you're welcome man
1: <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us uh, on this episode. So everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and then we will see you back here
2: next time.